Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday to you. Welcome to Coffee Break. Uh, I am Spencer Campbell, uh, aka Gila RPGs. Uh, and every Sunday, I sit down with friends and awesome people in the indie RPG scene, and we just talk about whatever. Uh, I have Logan Dean with me here, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Logan and I were just talking about Souls games uh, just before this, and we might continue that conversation in just a moment, but let me take a pause here. Logan, why don't you introduce yourself to the fine folks at home? Hi, I'm Logan. I live in Chicago. Uh, I wrote some games. Um, currently writing some new games. And uh, that's about it. Uh, I wrote a game called The Company, Corporate Survival Horror. Um, it's, uh, it's a love letter to shitty jobs. And... <laughs> uh, and like Michael Crichton and Resident Evil and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the other stuff too, but mostly I I, I I had a bad job for eleven years, and uh, I wrote a game about it. Um, I didn't even it's, realize it's that was action. the inspiration for that. Oh yeah, working working. I had uh, I had nothing to do at my old job really okay. a whole lot of the time, so I just I, I like would work on this game. Um, I worked at the Art Institute of Chicago for like eleven years, and like oh okay, in an <laughs> you administrative <hated> role. <laughs> uh, no, the working at the museum is amazing. Like yeah. it, it, font of inspiration. Um just my my job. job it yeah. sucks. So it's a job. Um yeah, that's I wrote some other games. Uh you can find my stuff on Mega I think Corp? there's dash mega dash corp.itch.io. Um, oh, is there a dash in there? Yeah, somebody else has Mega Corp. So oh, that's cool. Um brutal. Oh yeah, it is Mega get it. Dash Corp. I can see it here at the it's bottom. It's Mega of... Dash. Yeah, at the bottom of is oh, that Demon Fucked? Yeah, this yeah. is Demon Fucked. Ninety six. This is very. Which good. is the last thing I made, I think. Yeah, oh, I the think last so. thing I published anyway. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I was working on the edits for Graveway, and um, that afterwards I was on like a roll, and that just fell out of my head. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I'm excited to talk about Graveway. I'm excited about oh yeah, Graveway. Extraction. All these things. Yeah, get get after it. And the other... Uh, <laughs> I, shit, I, I forgot the name off the top of my head. The, you made like a 20-minute like XCOM game that you play... Oh, yeah. What mm-hmm. the fuck is it called again? It's um, called The Council. The Council. Um, that I made in, I think, like April 2020 when I was not having a good time. I don't think anybody was. And uh, I thought about it in the shower, and then like I, uh, that also fell out of my head. I have not updated it. People have want some, uh, like updates to it. I just haven't really revisited it. I don't play a lot of these, so um, just release them and throw them out there. <laughs> I kind of just like throw them out of the list. Like I've never played What a Terrible Night. I've never played The Council. Um. It just kind of makes sense in my head yeah. that it would work. Um, I mean, that's what I and... do, too. Like, I, do, I don't play <laughs> most of my stuff. Like, it's a rare occurrence that I, I got played before it got released. It was exactly, <laughs> exactly like you said. It's like, in theory, this is a game that should function. And so I'm going right. to put it out there and eh, it should probably work. Like my in my internal pre-flight, it's like, yeah, that that works. Um, and then there's probably like a litter of typos and like uh like the first <laughs> the first release of Demon Fuck Cleveland is just like a minefield of typos. <laughs> and I was just like, God damn it. Um I haven't played that either. 
I mean, my 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 big thing is like, yeah, like typos and stuff. That that stuff happens. Like even when I have stuff in my games that like ultimately it's like, wait, how does this work exactly? When you read it afterwards, with in terms of the rules, and I'm like, I trust you all as a table to like be able to figure this out. Like I I I right. trust you. Like I'm giving you the bones, and you can put the meat on those bones, and you can flavor that meat however you want. Let me get into a real weird ma- uh, analogy here with this. Flavor that meat. um yeah i was talking to somebody yesterday about how like play happens interpersonally right it doesn't happen in the mechanics like you're not uh like when you put a when you make a recipe you're making it to eat it not to like enjoy like you're not like fawning over how it's written right uh like man that told me to whip those eggs really good uh (laughs) such an evocative paragraph that they spent on how to separate eggs i really you're not getting in the moment i like i I think it'd be fun to have examples of play in recipes just like uh jane has three eggs she cracks two of them and puts them into the bowl um also this is where it doesn't go well too like you got to give examples when things don't go well too i think we should put examples of play in more places uh on the train uh I don't know. It's it's yeah, but play like you play to to interact. Like there's there's exceptions, right? Like Thousand Year Old Vampire is about like you interacting with that book, right? And then like and, and how and how you form uh, thoughts through that and like tell stories. And but like games, most games are just like you want to tell stories together. And I try to let the rules stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I don't, I don't find creativity in rules. I, I just, I, I don't. That actually is like antithetical to to creative thought for me. Yeah. So, uh, if I can keep the rules in their own section and then like have people just kind of like play around them, uh, that's ideal for me. Like, I want, I want you to. If you have a question about the rules, it doesn't matter. Like, right. they exist with you now. Like that's that's this belongs to you. Yeah. <laughs> like leave leave me alone. Um, <laughs> like I posted the other day. Like when people ask me about rules clarifications, I'm like, I, it doesn't matter. What do you think? Like, the... if it's bad, like if I fucked up, like a like in a typo sense, and like it was supposed to be like, oh yeah, you should roll dice here instead of stare at the page. Um, then that's on me. But. Most of the time, I leave stuff vague so that they people can fill in the gaps and play how they want. That's literally I I do the same thing. Like I leave intentional holes in the text because I think the table will create the filling in a much more interesting way than I ever possibly could trying to codify everything. And so, like exactly like you said, like I when when somebody comes forward and I've made like a glaring mistake in my rule book, it's like okay, yeah, oops, I should have done that. But when it's other things like hey, are they allowed to do this? It's like, I don't know, man. Like, probably. Do you want them to be able to do it? Do it then. Like, I'm not your boss. I'm not your dad. I'm not there at the table with you. (laughs) I, uh, something that comes up, or at least it came up in the release of the company a lot, was people wanted hard rules on, excuse me, uh, equipment and, like, Mm. weight. Oh. And I was like, (laughs) and, like, how much stuff people could carry. And I was like, I, I honestly didn't think about it because I don't care. Right. And like, because like, I, I hate, I know there's a place and I know there's a, uh, uh, like a group 
of people that like that, like really yeah. nitty gritty, like count every coin, count every pound of rope that you have, and like over encumbrance rules, which are like my least favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Like I hate that. I hate that shit in Fallout. I hate. I hate it when it's like, yeah, you can't fast travel because you're carrying too much stuff. I was like, the whole game is carrying stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, like I don't. I I was like, you know, you. I guess you could like. And I usually when I, there's a rule thing that I didn't think of, I just make something up. Um, and I'm like, yeah, this is the rules for that now. <laughs> this is canon now. <laughs> if it, like if you're gonna come to me for a rules clarification or like to to expand on something, I assume that what what I'm gonna say is what you're gonna take. Right. So like, and some people don't accept just a vague answer. Yeah. They need like a a rule. And so yeah. like I'll just make I'll just make something up. Now, now that's the rule because that's what they want right like that's what they're, right. they're looking for and so like I, if i can make something up that makes sense sure um i find i work in you know making traditional board games too so like um mm. like that's my day job and people want a lot <laughs> like people yeah that's lot. that's like a different space right like i feel like board games do want that they don't want they want constraints because they want yes. the box. It's good to be in the box because the board game is it's meant to be played in, in that box. It is not the, right. the imaginary land like mind space that we play with role playing games. And so like I understand that with like a board game. Like the last thing you want is like, oh shit, how is this supposed to work again? Am I allowed to do this? But like <laughs> also, you really don't want it to be vague. Yeah. Uh, because that's not what people subscribed to there. Like, that's not what they signed up for. Right. Like, they signed up for rules and to play a thing in a finite amount of time and space. Right. And, like, they don't like it when you're like, use your imagination. Right. <laughs> they, they didn't buy Calvin Ball, even though that would be pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, it frust it's frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Like, we make, uh, we make pretty rules like, you know, party games. And, uh, people are always like give us more give us more stuff mm. like we always want more I'm like well you haven't even played the game yet like, right <laughs> what, what more do you want um it's also interesting because like uh, board games you have to sell them sight unseen mm -hmm. um people rarely play a game before they buy it right um the the box isn't showing you every like piece of movement in the game it's showing you a picture and right. you have to sell it based off of what it looks like so it's very weird <laughs> like it's a it's a weird space to be in um but i take i i i, I do both um so like I, I hang out with like i love writing rpgs on my own and like mm -hmm. publishing like self-publishing them but i also really like you know developing board games and yeah. i think it's a it's it's a big industry it's a big industry it's kind of like a small town because everybody kind of knows each other mm. Um, which is wild because it's like a global juggernaut right. <laughs> industry that makes billions of dollars and Watsy lords over us all and like Hasbro and Watsy are just these like weird things that exist on right. another They're the realm. earth tree. They're always there uh, in the background. You can't <laughs> not see them all the time moving over. Bragging <laughs> about their profits and then jacking Magic the Gathering prices. Yeah, exactly. See, you get it. It's earth tree stuff. I do, want, I do want to say, um, so Navi in chat, she mentioned something um, back to our, our talks earlier about like examples of play and recipes and stuff, but other things. I think this is a good point. Normalize examples of play where the system is being stretched and interpreted at the table, you cowards. And I agree. Like that, I think that like more instances where 
there is that like example of play in there that it is okay it's not fundamentally clear what is supposed to be done in this situation like let like let us create a crafted dialogue that shows what it would look like if we needed to figure out what makes sense in the scenario or what do we want to have happen in this scenario yeah i think i'm bad at examples of play i'm gonna just be really straightforward i'm bad at using them i'm bad at implementing them i'm bad at thinking about them yeah. um i make a lot of stuff that's in world mm. um like i make artifacts and ephemera um and in my limited scope i'm like yeah examples of play that takes away from it but it's really <laughs> important and i love it in other books because it helps mm. me visualize and, like figure out how uh it works I think that it should be, in my opinion, in how I design, I want to create rule sets that are clear enough that I don't need to mm. like lay them out like that. I fail at that all the time. It's the dream. It's the it's the it's it's the an unattainable dream. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but I, I I did I I am working on like in the company update I want to do uh, I do want to put examples of play in there because like there are some things that are a little crunchy. Mm. Um, my, I, I'm so bad at figuring out like how to make combat fun because I just don't care. Like, I made a game that I want people to run away from combat as often as possible, right. which is why I made combat so clunky in that game because mm. you shouldn't really want to do it. <laughs> right. So I made it unenjoyable. Makes sense. Um, whereas, like, you play D and D, and like that—that that is a that is a combat simulator, and they've made a really good combat simulator there. Mm. Um, it's a little too much math for me but uh that's a complaint i have with any you know like d20 system is sure. like why am i doing math i'm supposed to be having fun um <laughs> but then i like i'll turn around and i'll play a percentile system like all day right of uh, course because i'm a I'm, I'm made of hypocrisy um i like examples of play that i i'm not a huge fan of those ones that span like 10 20 yeah. pages like I'm I'm listening to the story of people like play this game. It's like, okay, well, I could watch a video for that. Like mm. that, that would be fine. But stuff I, I think that stuff that's like just you know that it's gonna hit hard, like it's gonna be weird to crunch for people. Yeah. That that stuff needs it. I, I, I just think it because it's hard to write this bullshit. It is and like <laughs> And sometimes it's good for us to put that into perspective because then we understand how it works. Do I know how my rule works? Can I, I right manifest a situation where it actually functions? <laughs> and sometimes, like, I'm working on Whisper Falls right now, and, like, I just scrapped the entire system mechanically. Mm -hmm. I just scrapped it on Saturday because I was like, I don't know how to write how to explain this. I, like, I was using... I mean, I scrapped it so I can tell you about it. Um, it's it was I was using suits of cards okay. like Ace through King, um, and that was each player got a suit of cards, and that was their dice, okay, and their like HP and their well being. So like the idea was, you could roll one to three d six as a challenge, and then draw from the card, and that's like your roll, and then stuff would give you like bonuses or buffs uh to like up your card or whatever uh but if you lost you have to discard the next card on your pile and okay. so like so you have 13 cards and that is your like well-being and, and your health so once you get down to like lower cards you're not doing so well yeah um 
could not for the life of me figure out how to explain this. Like I, <laughs> I was like playing around with it and I like it. <laughs> like, like most stuff is 2d6, right? So the, the uh, total of 12 and you have 13 cards, like numbering one to 13. So there's always like a chance that you could like beat it. Right. The cards are being removed from your deck randomly. You don't know what's being removed. Um, so you don't know what's in your deck. I don't know. There's something there. Yeah. It was just not clicking with the tone of the game. Yeah. And it felt too novel. Like it just felt like, and I want to make novel mechanics. Right. Like I want to provide mechanics for people who aren't playing this stuff all the time. Um, made of stuff that's like playing cards, D6s, stuff mm -hmm. that anybody has. Right. Because I think making it so like anybody can pick up the game and play it immediately creates a it's not as um prohibitive right like I, buying polyhedral dice is a is a gate mm -hmm. to play like having to buy like bespoke cards or rule books is a gate to play um that's why most of my stuff is pay what you want because i right. don't i really want people to like engage with the product um but you should be able to like pick up and go um, yeah. like that's why I think one of my favorite RPGs of all time is actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf and because uh, it's all you need is note cards and d6s and something <laughs> to count and you can pick it up and go and there's no prep on for the GM and you just like fall into it right. and I love that it's one page I love one page RPGs I love stuff like that because yeah. like we should be encouraging people to like explore without being like you got to buy this giant box of stuff and, and like uh and, and, and like and in a year we're going to release an errata that tells you to remove half the pages and, and like, i'm just like okay like the, the gi joe game that just came out like uh oh yeah i think it's renegades three is yeah like there's a errata now that's just like ignore this page just it doesn't matter anymore. Anyway. <laughs> in hindsight we'd like you to just tear that page out please or like the Dark Souls RPG, like oh all the stuff that's going God. on with that. What a disaster that whole thing is. And I'm just like, man, are are, are the licenses OK? Is everybody doing no, all right? They're not OK. Just crank like I'm glad people are getting paid to make this stuff. Mm. Um, It just doesn't it, like we're cranking out licensed RPGs like it's like like the, the store's on fire, right? Mm. Like why does every license why hey why does every license need a bespoke role-playing game around it i think we should ask ourselves this question like does everything need a role-playing game like, no do we do we need a blade runner role-playing game when Ooh. there are so many like fantastic cyberpunk games out there like right uh i, I my exception is the alien game because i think the alien game is is very brilliant. good yeah <laughs> like i i think it's one of the better licensed rpgs that are out there and it's just because of that dice mechanic that they introduced, which isn't like revolutionary. Yeah, it's not um, breaking the mold, but it's doing something in an in a in a licensed RPG space that's actually inventive and novel and like forward thinking instead of just like slapping it onto Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just waiting for Bungie to give me the call to give the, give Dude, the green light on the the Destiny one. Like, just make that happen so that I can stop like. <laughs> 
toying around with light being like, oh, it's kind of like Destiny. No, it's just Destiny, okay? Let's all just be honest with ourselves. I would really like, yeah, I mean, I've been begging Konami to give me the Silent Hill IP Mm. for for years. Uh, Mm. And now I'm just making, I just filed the serial numbers off Silent Hill, and that's what Whisper Falls is, essentially. Nice. And like, like there's a lot of Twin Peaks in there. And like, it's very... No, go for it, please. I'm just rambling now. Well, I, I I have this thought in my... I had um this thought, because you mentioned the cards, and I saw a couple of people talking about this yesterday. Because uh, I, I want to do... I want to do more, like, games that have decks of cards, especially decks of cards. Because, like you said, D6 cards, those are things people have. D6 people probably have, because they probably have, like, Monopoly in the house or Yahtzee sure. or something like that. But, like, a deck of cards is, like... That one, I'm pretty damn confident that most people are going to have that in their house. And like, absolutely. I and I want specifically, I want a, a deck building RPG. And I know there's a couple of them that are out there. Like there's there's a small handful of them. But I want that specifically because when my partner and I play board games, her favorite game for us to play is Star Realms, um, which it's a great game. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with it, it's a two player deck builder game where you're making a deck filled with spaceships and bases from various factions trying to destroy the other uh, opponent. Um, And each faction kind of has a very different play style, and so you're making a deck that eventually is kind of crafted to your own play style. And she loves the deck building. Like, she gets it. She's like, okay, I know that if I'm adding green in here, I'm I'm just being, like, a big, mean motherfucker, like, throwing big damage and stuff like that. (laughs) Or if I'm red... I'm trying to like thin out my deck by scrapping cards so I have a really efficient deck. So like those that I want in a role playing game and I don't know how to do it. And I don't know who I know there's a handful that have done it. But like I want I want that is what is is all I wanted to say. I chasing the dragon of like amazing card game experiences is has been like something i've been doing since i was a kid because i loved magic the gathering growing yeah. i still love magic the gathering like that company can't take my love <laughs> of magic the gathering away from me um i think it's great i love commander i love i love i i just i really unabashedly love magic the gathering and uh it's it's got staying power mm. which i think is amazing um I, I i love deck builder games i am a big fan of dominion uh-huh. um i play so much dominion oh man we should play dominion um you should play a lot of games like, dude i i have a pile of games in the back and then i'm just I just never get played anymore um but i think that's it, it's really interesting i love the idea of uh creating a deck of cards based around your character mm-hmm. and like that's what you do um gloomhaven does that right like um, right which, which gloomhaven is its own <laughs> thing it's like it's not an rpg it's kind of not a board game it's just its own it's 22 pounds of something else (laughs) thing is bonkers um i only played it like one time and i was like yeah i guess this is fun um i just have i haven't had the time to really dig into it and because who does no but it (laughs) takes because it takes two hours to set up and and two hours to take down uh and somewhere in between those things you're supposed to also play the game I used to play Arkham Horror like all the time. Like about ten years ago, I was just I would leave it on my kitchen table and like just play like it was chess. Like right. I was just like play because you play one player, you just play a bunch of characters. So I just come in and out of the room and like, oh yeah, let's play, let's do this. And like I started to, I think Arkham Horror is the reason I started to like really break down mechanics. Mm. Um, 
because I, I I love Arkham Horror Second Edition to the moon. Like it's a complex, dumb game that it has a lot of like dead end mechanics, right. but I just I unabashedly love it because I think it's a very silly game. Yeah, and you can do silly fun with it. I like there uh, and fishmen are in it. You can't go wrong with that. Um, everybody loves a fish person. It, you gotta uh, have it. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Star, Star Realms, like I, we play. My wife and I play a game called Dust Biters a lot. I'm not um, familiar with that one. It's made by uh, I am 8 Bit uh, in 2020. Um, they're doing a second printing soon, but uh, you play as rival road gangs okay. in the post-apocalypse, like in a chase, and oh, nice. so you make a convoy out of cards. Uh, each card is a different vehicle, and then you play your own convoy cards to try and knock all of your opponent's cards out of the out of the line and uh there's a dust storm tailing the convoy so the last card is always discarded nice. at the end of the turn and so yeah it's it's fast uh it's only 17 cards i think oh sick uh, uh it's great it's 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 a really great two-player game it's really quick i'm constantly like impressed with how these 17 cards interact with each other right and how there's all of these different combinations and so, like every every couple of years or so, like a game comes out that I'm just kind of like, oh wow, that's 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 cool. Like it's mm-hmm. not a lot. It's because you should be. I don't know. As a designer, I feel like limiting yourself to like narrowing your field. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I want to use this and this. That kind of that pushes me creatively more than just being given all the tools. Total total freedom is is horrifying for the creative process like constraints are fuel for the creative process even though it feels incredibly counterintuitive uh and (laughs) if you get me started i will talk about this for five hours from a psychology perspective take my psych of of rpgs class when i offer it and i'll talk all about constraints (laughs) and like the necessity is some other invention right so Mm -hmm. like you when you're like oh i want to use cards because i've been trying to crack cards right. for a little while in a way that feels good and it's just like on this one i was like i think i was trying too hard to push mm. it and i stopped trying to make cards work that's how like it feels sometimes like yeah quit 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 doing that uh but i've had a deck of cards here for a while and i've just been kind of like tinkering with different stuff like there's a bit in mind jacker for a little bit where i was like cards and then the, my brain was like why <laughs> because like, <laughs> like the council uses cards right like right. um it but it uses them as events uh and, and initiative because like each player is a different suit so mm-hmm. someone is pulling the cards uh like it's it, the council's a rip off of the XCOM board game 100 uh just like what a terrible night is a rip off of betrayal at house of the hill mm-hmm. i'm just ripping stuff off constantly aren't and, we all uh, and then just being like, this is new. Um, Look at this thing I made. But I think I think that's important. I don't know. I'm trying to emulate what I like in these games because I think there's something there. And mm-hmm. I think you can distill that down to a simpler process. I always think you can make it simpler. Yeah. And with the council, the XCOM board game, I, I don't know if you've ever played the XCOM board game. I have. Uh, it's an amazing game. Uh, it's four players co-op. And you each play a different role like somebody's the communications officer somebody's like air command somebody's the soldier guy uh sending guys out to like on missions and you all it's all in real time it runs off an app 
that okay. tells you all the things that are going to happen. And then you have to kind of like execute that process. Kind of like uh, Space Alert, if you've ever played Space Alert. Um, I haven't played it, but I'm 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 aware of, of aware of it. I like Galaxy Trucker, I think is kind of like that. Um, yeah. Like it's it's good. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like the it's an XCOM board game. Yeah. And, and uh, like I I think it's one of the best games ever made. But I don't think a lot of people play it. Mm. And so with the comp or the council, I was like, how do I distill that feeling into something you can play remote? Right. Uh, and so like that's how it, like somebody is reading the cards as they come up, pulling a card. Oh, it's heart turn. Like, what do you want to do? Like, right. And then the suit tells you who's the turn is. And then the number determines what happens. Right. Because there's two things on a card. You can do so much there. Right or like face cards are really cool. I'm co- I'm constantly obsessed with using tarot cards for stuff because I think they're just really neat. They are cool, uh, but that that moves farther into that prohibitive thing because like right. who, who, de- everybody definitely does not have tarot cards at home. Right, and like you have to go to like a specialty store just to buy them. It's not like they're at Target or at Seven Eleven. Right, although it would be really cool and weird Pretty if they were cool. Um, <laughs> but I'm I, I'm constantly like. I want cards to work. Yeah. I, I think they should. Like, it makes sense, right? It just, it feels so antithetical to RPGs to put cards in there for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a, you know, it's that weird bridging the gap of like, I've always known this as dice and now you're saying cards and it's like, dice and cards are not like they're not like on opposite ends of things they're actually pretty close to one another on the spectrum of like things uh so they're they're things that represent numbers right they have probabilities odds all of that stuff that we think about when we think about dice they exist in i mean if 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 we're trying to like break the mold we should try just to get away from numbers at all yeah like like the 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 epitome of play would just be like having mechanics that sprout out of your brain organically and then you can just play like tennis with ideas uh that can't happen though we don't have a system for that like we don't have like a way to do that and numbers fill that gap right um but i'd love to play a game that has no numbers i don't even know like like or dice or cards like that you're just but that's just like collaborative storytelling that's right improvisation right exactly like um, and people need rules, like we said. Like people need them. Right. Some people really need them. <laughs> All this card game talk. We I we've got to get together sometime. Uh, Absolutely. Because... We live in the same town. Right. <laughs> so it's absurd <laughs> that we haven't. Um, but at the same, well, there's a bit of a pandemic. Um, but um, we keep threatening to do it. We do. Um, you you know we were talking about card games. Have you played uh, Netrunner? Because I oh my god, I'm so glad you brought up Netrunner. I love Netrunner, and I need somebody <laughs> to play Netrunner. <laughs> I love Netrunner so much. I think I have like three core sets. Um, wow. Okay. I love Netrunner so so damn much. I have had a criminal deck that just. I mean, it has I been years adore. and years and years since I've played it because nobody around me plays it. So uh... my friend Matt and I were the only people in our group that played it and we would play it and like we would we used to improvise together as a two-man improv group and like we would just bring our decks before shows and like sit we'd be at bars and stuff just playing that run and be like what are you doing be like we're busy <laughs> this is how so, we get into the zone <laughs> like, um i i 
I love Netrunner. I think it's one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Um, Richard Garfield knocked it out of the park with that. And it was his fault magic. And like, uh, I've never played 1E Netrunner because I've never been able to find it. Mm. But the Fantasy Flight version of Netrunner right. with the Android-like setting, I think is the best game they've ever made. Uh, the second best game, Battlestar Galactica, was the best game they ever made. Mm. Um, I love Battlestar Galactica. I mean, but the two things those have in common is they don't make them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like they reskinned Battlestar Galactica with some garbage Howie Lovecraft bullshit, mm. and uh, which I'm always like, why? Come on, guys, right? Like, let's do something else. Uh, we don't need to keep giving this guy like like weird props. You absolutely do not have to hand it to Lovecraft. Um, and then Battlestar Galactica they lost the IP, which right. like or no Battlestar Galactica they lost the IP. I'm pretty sure with Netrunner like because Watsy was like loaning it out right and i guess they just like pulled it back in i doubt they'll ever make it again i know it's it's heartbreaking that there isn't just more i mean there's that fan project that's out there project yeah uh i don't know how to like nicey or however you pronounce n-i-s-e-i yeah yeah like nice eye yeah. yeah and then like uh and the, the people who did the tabletop simulator versions of netrunner mm. are like they're doing god's work over there and like Every time I go to a show, like I haven't been to a show in a while, I had to go to PAX for work in December. I try and hunt down like data packs and mm. stuff because people still have them. Uh, I think there's only one big box expansion I don't have. And okay. it's like the last one. I have Creation and Control. I have Honor and Profit, which is my favorite one because it, it's like I love Criminal. Like okay. Criminal is my favorite class. I love being a runner and I love Criminal um, because Criminal is just so shitty <laughs> like it's so like it's it's all about finding like weird back doors and mm-hmm. stuff and like getting into servers you shouldn't be in or getting it r- tricking the corp and like you run on one server and you're like actually i'm gonna i'm gonna hit up your archives and, like right and like, um and then on the other side i like playing um i like playing uh what is it wayland like they have wayland they yeah wayland yeah. yeah they did they just straight up <laughs> nice uh yeah i like wayland i like i like jinteki just because mm-hmm. it's also on that side of like fuckery like laying traps in your servers and stuff um nbn my buddy bat plays nbn all the time and i hate it uh because nbn's just about giving runners tags right hate tags because it's like oh you can't do this because you have two tags it's like i don't want the tags <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough money to get rid of these tags. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's such a good game. And it's very good. The community around it, the meta around it when it was going on, like mm. when it was live, was so cool because it was constantly changing. I love the idea of the living card game. I yeah. think Fantasy Flight botches it constantly. Um, Like they have this great idea, which is like a card game that's constantly evolving they got rid of the secondary card market by having, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the boosters be sets. Right. Um, and they just botch it all the time. They're constantly dropping the ball with it. And like, but I, I'm convinced Fantasy Flight is just a front to sell cardboard to people. Um, the way they make those games. Yeah. And it's so weird watching them. Because they got bought, right? Like they got bought by Asmodee or something. 
I think so, yeah. So, like, they shuttered their RPG division and... Which is bonkers to me. Because they were doing good... They were doing groundbreaking stuff over there. Yeah. Like, the Genesis system is Very smart. Cool. Yeah. Uh, like, I loved those Star Wars games. I mm-hmm. thought those were really cool. They don't use math. They don't use numbers. They there use the symbol dice. Right. And, like, and it was so, like... And I, I credit the those those Fantasy Flight Star Wars games with giving us and giving designers, I think, the tools and the permission to go outside of the D20 system. Like, I mm-hmm. think stuff like Blades in the Dark, like, directly translates from those storytelling games that, that Fantasy Flight was making. Because you have stuff like position in there right. and, like, uh, advantage and, like, failing in a good way. Right, exactly. Failing forward. Right. And, like... I, I'm still baffled that they they shut that all down because like it seemed like that's a that's a license that it's really it's hey um botched it so hard it just is endlessly funny to me. It's the other game that the Fantasy Flight Division did that I love. I don't know if you're familiar with it. it is End of the World. Yeah, um, I know that one. I uh, I you just play as yourself. You play right? as yourself. It is my <laughs> it is my go to game when somebody's like, I've never played a role playing game before. I run them through a slim down version of End of the World because you nice. don't have to pretend you're Glorfell the Elf. You're just you, and it's like you literally are you in the situation you are in right now, like wherever you've all gathered to play, and then the apocalypse starts happening, happening, and you're like. Okay, so uh, the sun suddenly disappeared. What do you do? And you're like, oh, what would I do if the sun went away right now? Uh, And the character creation for End of the World is some of my favorite character creation uh, out there. Um, Basically, you know, you have a, a stat spread, very similar to what you see in other things. And you have points, and you build yourself, and then you present it to the table. And... With each stat you present and you're like, well, I think I'm this strong. And then the table all thinks about it and then they vote. They hold out <laughs> a die whether or not they think your strength should be higher, lower, or if you got it right. And then if you got it right, cool, it stays where it is. If you overestimated your ability on something, you have to take a negative feature later on. You have to like acknowledge an extra negative feature about yourself. Like, oh yeah, I have glasses. So like... Uh, if these break, I'm going to be fucked in the apocalypse sort of thing. Um, or if you underestimate it, it gets to go up and you get like a positive feature. So like you get to like build yourself up a little bit. It's very fun to sit around a table and like you can just do character creation on its own. And it's an entertaining game where you're like, okay, how uh, how dexterous do you think you actually are? Huh, that's, friend? That, that's so interesting. And I'm so like, like I said, they. Like, they were doing cool stuff. Yeah. Um, it, and it felt like they weren't afraid to just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. And it's a shame that they got shuttered. Honestly, like I'm sure those creators are off making cool shit, but yeah. like without, like when you have the cart, like that cart launch and like blank check of like a big company behind you to just be like, yeah, let's make this end of the world game. Like I have this idea and they're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Uh, like, that was cool but i also think like we're kind of coming into this twilight of this board game bubble coming on mm-hmm. and like big companies aren't going to be taking big risks like that anymore like the way supply is right yeah. now is garbage like 
and it's gonna probably get bad again this summer because mm-hmm. of everything shutting down and like the companies that could be taking these risks like disney hasbro they're hedging their bets on profits right instead of like like hasbro is not going to like make netrunner like they're not they're just not gonna take that risk because it's a huge gamble and there's no guaranteed profit there like they'll do it with something like hero quest right like they have a they have this you know ip that's long languishing that people are constantly fighting over like and then they did it on their stupid crowdfunding <laughs> garbage right like <laughs> it bog like hasbro pulse boggles my mind yeah. like you are hasbro right i love that they're like yeah but you, you guys compete to see if we make this stuff it's like come on dude <laughs> like fuck you it's wild. <laughs> and then like hero quest made a million dollars and they're like oh yeah maybe you guys do like that uh like or like, but then they'll throw stuff up that's like, yeah, buy buy a buy a Galactus the size of a toddler, like, that's cool as hell. I don't have eight hundred dollars to buy a, that toy, but you know, like, it's kind of neat that they're like, yeah, we'll do this, but they should just be doing it if they right. want to make that stuff. Like, I hate this idea. I, I mean, I could go into like how much crowdfunding bugs me, mm. like, but it's mostly super backers and shit, like. Uh. Oh, a chill went down my spine. <laughs> I have the tag, and I want to get rid of it. So I know. I, it's cursed. Um, but, like, yeah, there's a sense of entitlement in, in crowdfunding that I think is unintentional by the, from the creator, um, where people... I don't... I love crowdfunding for what it does for creators. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's changed the world for creators because now we can put our idea forward and be like, Hey, would you be interested in this? And people will, you know, either be like, yes or no. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. That's not a, something we had before. And I think it's changed my life. I'm sure, you know, you've had a lot of success with crowdfunding as well. Yeah. And um, you know, there's great things coming out of it on the backside of it. I think we overlook the fact that, people create parasocial relationships with projects Mm -hmm. just like they do with creators and become entwined with them in a way that is not helpful to the product and just the project as a whole. I I try to be endlessly patient and, uh, you know, polite with people, but sometimes people just, you know, bug the hell out of me or like when like the make (laughs) suggestions that are like, you should add this. I was like, why, why should I add that? Like other than you, random person wanting it well i guess if you say so super backer five all right i'll add it i just think if you like what if like what if someone what what if you're making like a marvel movie and Mm. then like like once a week you let people come in and just start like telling you what to do with it right you're on set and like okay well now we're gonna open up to the comments and people are like oh well you should dr strange should shave like (laughs) wow like you should get rid of this shit like well come on man that's just because you don't like goatees right like which fair it makes them kind of creepy but um nobody disney doesn't give a shit right like i i i'm as a creator as an artist as somebody who wants to like create something for you i'm open to feedback from my peers that i solicit right i'm very big on like not giving unsolicited advice unless people really want it because you can really fuck with people's shit uh kickstarter is a minefield of unsolicited <laughs> advice like 
I we're I'm working a project right now for work on GameFound, and like it's a it's a it's a it's a step in the right direction. It's not perfect, mm. but something I love is that you can't get DMs. Uh. Uh, like because I hate DMs on Kickstarter yeah. so much. It's like I this could have been a comment, but I'm gonna come to you directly. Right. I'm gonna tell you what I think. I'm like, well, I don't. If you could not, that'd right. be cool. I I'm endlessly thankful to backers and people who like support the projects that I wouldn't be doing this without them. But I don't think everybody needs to, you know, voice their opinion on what they think about every single project. I, I think, especially when they're not done. Right. Well, like um, campaign still running, production still going on. So and it's just like, actually, I think it's really important that my voice be heard in this exact moment about where I think you should be taking this. From the small amount of information I've gleaned on your project, right. I can tell that I have an opinion that's going to be worthwhile to you. Um, and like, that's not, that's not inherently like a, a feature on just that platform. That's the internet at that's large, internet. right? Like, uh, I, and it's something that, you know, it's an occupational hazard. Like, it's just something you have to like deal with when you're going in. And like I said, like just be endlessly patient with people. Um, and and polite i'm mm. like i'm i'm kind not always nice you know what i mean yeah like because you know being nice opens a door for a whole other stream of bullshit uh but I'm, i try to be kind with people and patient some people just don't understand that i yeah, i don't care mm. um <laughs> <laughs> and like people who endlessly want rules are like yeah. stuff like that it's like well i mean at the end of the day i i made it and i don't care and like it's just it's done it's out there the company is not is not done it's not like in the in the in the rules and in the book it says it's an alpha mm. uh rule set like i don't think it'll ever be done because i don't want to finish it mm. like because i don't think anything i write should be done like i think it, it should be open to interpretation it should be open to revision um by creating a like I'm so stoked that Mothership is finally coming into first edition. Yeah. Right? Um, because that beta has been going for like what five years? And like something like that. It rules. But like the first edition, like th those rules updates, they're really good. Mm -hmm. And like they're like it's what the game needed. And I'm glad they took that time to really like dial it in. For Whisper Falls, I am taking the company like now that I scrapped the card system, yeah. I'm taking the company uh burnout system and just kind of like slimming it down because i was like all right well we can use this yeah um i'm slimming it down to three stats and then just like i'm changing stress to weird okay it's like yeah and so like just kind of like streamlining it because like i think it works i think it needs a little there's some places where it could be kind of tuned up um and then just kind of retrofitted for this type of play mm -hmm. uh because like the company's all about getting stressed out yeah and like the ever escalating the the best thing I, that i accidentally made in the company was made it so that interpersonal conflict is a mechanic um <laughs> and we didn't we didn't see that until we started playing the game mm. uh and like the jobs the way they interact became a conflict yeah and i was like oh well that's cool that's that was unintentional um like people have to because each character class has its own job it has to accomplish in right. order to make uh in order to get, to get the drive speed. yeah to get the drive which you can spend which is my favorite thing in the company is that you can spend against yourself 
You can spend all your stats in order to survive. Because what's the point of having experience if you're dead? Right. So like, um, like I love that. But what we didn't notice was how the jobs conflict with each other and how people will fight to prioritize what they're supposed to do. Mm. And so like, I started actually toning down company modules because the interpersonal conflict created horror interpersonally that we just never anticipated. Mm. And so like, you have to let that, that breathe. Cause I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta foster that. I gotta like incubate that. Cause that's something I've never seen in a game is like, a mechanical normally you don't reason. want that. Normally the con like the, uh, the assumption of an RPG is that you will not fight one another, that you are all like on the same page, doing the same thing together. And actually you want to avoid conflict if possible. Right. <laughs> So I with the with the expansion with conflict resolution guidelines, I knocked it up further, which was like I made a character class that is specifically there to create conflict. Beautiful. Uh, the executive. And so like the executive has secret information that that only the executive and the GM have. Hmm. And it has to protect that information at all costs. Like it cannot leak that information to the other employees. And so like, but they know they have that information. Right. They know the executive knows more than they do. And they're going to try and get it out of them because it can save their lives. Right. But the executive's whole job is to not tell them that information. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, how can I make the role-playing experience worse for people? <laughs> um, that's, like, a good, that's a good <laughs> motto to have over the, the computer as I'm typing. How can I make this? You're work? having fun. That's wrong. Um, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, <laughs> it's very, uh, it's very, it's, I mean, I don't know. People are making incredible games. Like you're making incredible games. Fucking like nature maze out there fucking cranking out like yeah. masterpieces in like afternoons. Like mm -hmm. uh, Sean McCoy and his team are like, just like powerhousing it through the indie scene. That third party mothership scene is just bonkers Unreal. and like there's so many people making cool games fucking tim hutchins it's like what what is that guy even on like that fucking apollo book yeah I see it going around i'm like what are you ah and like and i'm just making my silly little zines and like the, everybody is figuring out that like play is what they want it to be mm. and everybody's like just doing such cool shit and i'm over here like Okay, how do we just like make how do I get the feeling of a Michael Bay movie? Mm. How do I like I'm what I'm I'm trying to distill like emotions essentially and like recreate these things I want to play. Like with Cleveland, yeah. I wanted to make the first Suicide Squad movie good. Right. Um <laughs> cuz man, that movie's bad. And then the second one is so is so much fun, right. and so I was like, okay, well, what, what what's a weird like Gonzo horror thing I can do? And it's like, oh yeah, Cleveland, let's just put a big eye in there and whatever, and like it's fun, and it doesn't, it's not, it's not meant to be read deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like there's themes in the company uh, that I'm very adamant about, like you know, what do employers owe employees? Like what 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 are we doing in like to help people in like this omega stage capitalism like mm. environment and like, the, the, i think the weirdest thing about the company is like sometimes 
I, I have to read things that sound like they would be in the game, but are very much real. And like, uh, I've scrapped whole ideas because like, I found I was a real thing. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh God, that's terrifying. And like, I use the company Twitter to like say things that I can't like express myself right? because it wouldn't matter. I'd just be like throwing it on a wall. But when I have my stupid mega corporation be like, Hey, yeah, we own 16 United States senators. People are like, that's funny. Right. Um, <laughs> like it's just, it's just a way for me to vent. And like, cause I, I, you know, I have to, and like, I have to follow things. Like I have to learn about Raytheon and fucking mm. Northern group or, and like fly by wire, like weird heads up. Like there's this thing, Amazon has this thing. And this is the example I usually throw out. Um, I was writing a company module about a semi truck heist. And they, it was going to be constantly moving. Uh, we have a similar thing. Uh, Jared Mason wrote, uh, the train job in mm. conflict resolution guidelines, which has a similar movement uh, structure. But I was like, oh, it's a it's a data it's a data truck. Like it's full of servers, and there's armed guards on there, and they have to get on and like jack this data. Well, that's a real thing. Uh, Amazon has this thing called the snowmobile, which is a an eighteen wheel truck full of servers with armed guards that they use to move data from data centers across the country. And I was like, well. in the bin of course of course it's real and like shit like that and so like you know you have to get like real weird with it yeah it's Um, gonna get harder and harder to to come up with stuff that doesn't exist already which is a nightmare the fact that we're bringing back company towns and like Mm. Script and like Disney wants to make like uh, fantasy villages. I'm just like, guys, like a hundred years ago, it was the same shit. And like big companies were murdering unions, just killing people. Like the Battle of Blair Mountain, like coal miners Mm -hmm. rose up against their, you know, their companies and like fucking fought a war. And the Pinkertons fucking murdered those people. And like, and now Amazon's like making a Pinkerton fucking propaganda movie. And like Jesus fucking Christ. And I'm like, okay, cool. So like labor just pursued back around to where it was a hundred years ago. And I'm mad. Yeah. I'm just mad all the time, Spencer. Like I just <laughs> I'm like, I it's like, what am I supposed to do? Vote? Come on. Stop yelling at me. Like mm. I voted last time. You told me last time that we were going to fix everything right. and it's just this cycle and so i throw it into games and like i throw my frustration mm. and my fears and like what i want to see uh and like the company is satire right. but it's like slowly becoming not yeah. it's like the onion like the onion was like is not satire anymore nope. like it, it's just not it's just what it's a collective like conscience of like oh yeah i guess this is funny if it wasn't so real (laughs) yeah i don't don't know man i like you're making power fantasies that are like fun and (laughs) you know like and like i i love the when people comment on your stuff and are like why am i so powerful (laughs) and it's like what are you talking about 
you play Dungeons and Dragons, you're basically demigods in that game. Like, Unkillable. Un- like, you can't even die. Right. I'm just codifying <laughs> it. I'm saying you can't die now. It's unspoken in D&D, but I'm saying now you can't die. And I love that like the bravest thing you can do is just take away death. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that, like, I, I'm taking death out of Whisper Falls because I think it takes away from the game. Mm. And, like, and like that's, like, with Nova, you know, like, you, it, it it removes an element of play that I don't think people like. Right. Like, permadeath sucks. Like, especially <laughs> in D&D. Like, I hate it when a character dies, especially when I've been playing them for so long. Because I'm like, oh, well, now what? Right. I gotta make another one of these dumbasses? Like, <laughs> <laughs> i gotta read that whole book again and right. like it's oh yeah process. maybe i was they made it a process because they want you to engage with the product like mm-hmm. that and like i don't mind making dd characters i mind playing them for three years and then they just like hit get hit with like a stalactite and they're like well that's it i'm like i'm playing a wizard right now and i i don't usually i haven't played casters in mm-hmm. 5e and i love it it's amazing but I'm also like, if I die, I'm probably gonna quit this game. <laughs> <laughs> gonna burn the book. I mean, I'll just, just I just don't want to make another character. Right. I don't want to introduce another character to a bunch of other characters and just pretend like that's a fun thing to do. Right. Like, hi, my name's Winkleboss, and I, uh, I, I just, I lived in the corner. I saw your friend died, and I thought maybe I'll join. Let me people. seamlessly <laughs> enter your lives after that extremely traumatic event that you all just went yeah. through. Watching all your seem party to know each other die. really well. <laughs> yes. It, and there's no good way to do it, right? Right. I am also of the mind that I don't want to like I don't want to make a character play an NPC because right. that's not fair. Like that takes a lot of their agency away. Um, I don't know. You're making good stuff. I like your stuff. I like your stuff too. We make good stuff. We make good stuff out of Chicago. I'm just gonna say that it's right fun. now. It's a it's a pretty cool town with pretty. It's cool a cool people. town. We're all nice. For the most part, mostly. For the most part, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> just great. a brief pause. We, well, yeah. Hmm. I mean, we're doing interesting things with beef. Uh, we got that. We got dipping, divisive dipping. thoughts on pizza. God, fuck that pizza, man. <laughs> uh, that's not pizza. I <laughs> hot dogs. We love them. We love them. Yeah, we have of, strong thoughts of... about that too. We got strong thoughts about a lot yeah, of things. That's true. Yeah, a lot of a lot of opinions. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. We. Uh, I, I. I had a lot of fun working on graveway because like i really like slayers um i think that asymmetrical like character stuff is really cool it reminds me of netrunner and like um i had a lot of fun working on that uh and like that city concept is so cool uh just that that always expanding Mm. always changing um that's it's a nightmare it sounds it's truly yeah (laughs) it sounds cool and then you realize it probably sucks shit to be there (laughs) right and like i was like oh god that sounds awful and like what would i want and then when when you were taking submissions i was like oh well i want i always want haunted subway yeah uh because subways are are weird weird. yeah they're weird liminal places Mm -hmm. where like everything is just beyond like what you can see and like i obviously my my reference is the chicago transit authority the right. cta um 
but like the MTA is weird. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange place. I don't know if you've ever been to see uh, to San Diego, but the BART in San Diego is a very strange no, public I transit haven't. system. Okay, it's very it's all layered. Okay, so, so there's like stations that are like multi-tracked. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so like it's like go down to the second for this one. It's very it's a very weird public mm. transit system. Also, they have cushions on the trains, and I'm like, I that's don't trust a, that. That's a, that's a rookie move, uh-huh. you guys. Uh-huh. Like, that's a huge mistake. You want a train car that you can just put a hose in and just like just purge it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like the first time first time I came to Chicago to look at schools in 2006. Mm. Uh. I got on the blue line and it was on fire. Sounds and about I was right. Like, For the blue line. I have to live here. I have to live here. Um, <laughs> at that time, the blue line like went up at O'Hare, like tried to go up the stairs. Uh-huh. Like, there was people, like it was like, I'm gonna get on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> gonna miss my flight. Get me as close to that plane as you possibly can. But I'm obsessed with uh, city planning and infrastructure, mm-hmm. and so like the city and slayers like. It, it's such a cool concept because like architecture grow, living here in Chicago, yeah. like architecture is, it's a big deal. And yeah. like you get the Prairie school stuff. Like I said, I went to the art Institute. So like a lot of Sullivan stuff, a lot of Adler stuff, mm-hmm. like walking around downtown is just a treat because you get to like see all this cool shit. And uh, I love the idea of just this, if, if, because in my mind it's Chicago, right? like the slayer city is chicago right and like it's like this endlessly looping chicago like uh and so like yeah subway it just made sense right i'm super excited uh about the graveway uh right now in this moment those of you who are watching this live and logan will know will get the news that uh i'm getting the draft of the almanac today with all the layout and all the art and everything so i will be sending that out to contributors to have them take a look so keep an eye out later tonight for some graveway stuff Uh, like a digital yeah like a digital version of uh of the whole thing so it's the the pre-print proof like look it over make sure that it's got the stuff that we want things are where they want to be there's no glaring mistakes and then we send that sucker out to pdf to everybody and send it off to the printer that's that's so cool i'm very excited about it there's that the 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 talent on that book is insane ridiculous uh, i can't believe all of those people <laughs> yes, like, uh yeah it's it's bonkers that's like a murderer's row um i'm very excited about that book yeah because i think it i think it'll be a really cool I know it'll be really cool. Like I've I've read a bunch of the stuff that's come through. I've seen some of the art. Like yeah. it's it's gonna be a. And then you're doing a. You already did an update to Slayers, right? So the the text is technically like written um, and and edited and everything. So it's just a matter of Mike is immediately when he finishes Almanac is going to then do the updated art and layout for Slayers one point five. So his mm, estimate is cool. that gets done sometime in June. Uh, and then that'll just be a free PDF update to anybody who owns Slayers. They just get the new updated rules with the new art and layout. And then I'll finally do another print run because I've been holding off on doing a print run because I know there's a rules update, as like a reprint. So we'll do a print run sometime later this year for the uh, the new fancy rules and art. And because it looks good, I love 
the art style that Mike has been adapting for this stuff. Uh, it's very different for him from what he used to do when he was kind of originally doing art. So uh, it's going to look good. It's going to look good. That's awesome. That's great. I, I got to do another print run of the company. I'm just, I make all those books by hand. So like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, yeah. I have all the paper though. So like, that's good. I bought, I, Every time French paper has like a sale, I'm like, yeah, I could get some cardstock. Sure. Um, and then it's just sitting like in the back. I was like, yeah, I should go find a wrist graph. Um, like I was working out of a co-op last year when I made the CRGs. Mm. Um, I was working out of a co-op in Westtown. I just haven't been down there. I gotta get down there. I I, I have an irrational fear of leaving my house. Uh, mm. It's not irrational because pandemic. Yeah, uh, pretty rational. Makes but sense. like I started going out again like to the music box mostly to see mm, movies mm -hmm. and then i got COVID. so like i was like so now i'm kind of like hmm, cool not leaving my house again um i got COVID from a nicholas cage double feature which is the most on-brand thing i think i could have done <laughs> uh it was matchstick men and face off okay. it was 35 millimeter print of face off it was loud as fuck um and it, it was i don't think it, i don't know if it was worth it right but it was a good time but it makes sense <laughs> like it all tracks and then i and then I went back and like I got COVID and then it sucked. I don't recommend it. If anybody's if anybody out there is thinking of it, don't. Yeah, I wouldn't don't, recommend don't. it. Wouldn't oh recommend it. It was not uh, So now I'm kind of like slowly putting myself back out there. I, yeah. I, I gotta go make I just gotta go make covers. Yeah. Cause I there's the one thing I can't print at home. So like but I have a giant paper cutter back and like I got a big stapler. Okay. And like okay. I just make them all. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. So, but I like making them all because I have a very, I have a vision for how it should look. Yeah, and uh, and feel like I I I like making objects, um, because I think it adds something to it. Yeah. Um, the glossy soulless books that you buy at like Barnes and Noble, like the 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 Watsy books, or even like the Chaosian stuff. There's a it's not personal mm. like it doesn't feel warm you know what i mean like it it feels mass-produced right. and it feels like and there's something if i'm gonna put a lot of time uh, and like my whole mind into something i really want to create a full product yeah that like feels like it and like i don't know if i have a copy of it uh yeah, I do. back there yeah um but like this this is like it's like chipboard mm. uh and I use a butcher's paper for the inside. Oh, nice. So, like, it, it's, like, slightly yellowed. And, like, yeah. there's a sheen to it. And, like, it feels like something you would get from, from corporate. A, from a corp. Right, exactly. Here's your handbook. Here's your employee right. handbook. And so, like, and I always wanted it to be, like, players get a book, GMs get a book. Right. Like, I think that's I think it's important, and then like everything's kind of built in, like the character sheets are mm -hmm. built into the into the spread. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't want you to have to turn a page to get information. Yeah. Um, like for me, that's a that's a that's a like I'm running Lancer right now, right? Like I've been running it since January, and uh, it rules. I love it. Right. It, but oh, holy shit, that rule book, man. Right. Like. Uh, like bless linked pdfs mm. uh because it's it links in bookmarks and pdfs are like my my savior on that uh because like the other we were running it on thursday and we were like how do we do 
I need you to make a hull save. I said this out loud. I need you to make a hull save. And my players were like, how do I do that? And I was like, that's a great question. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but it must be done. <laughs> and then like we found it and we figured it out. But like we're we're learning the system together, mm -hmm. which I love. And like, I don't think, I do think GMs should know at least how to run the game they're running. Right. Um, I say, well, not without that. knowing our um, own rules. <laughs> uh, but I'm enjoying like because plants are so crunchy and it's yeah. so like, but that's what you want out of that game. Like, it, you the mech, it it the rules feel like the mech, right? right? Like they feel like oh, there's all these little switches and like buttons and like oh what's this doing? Like oh right. shit nope. Uh, like it it feels good and like the RP on it is so light. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's just d20 rolls and if you roll over 10 it's you're good right. and so like that's it that's like the extent of the rp and i'm like yeah that makes sense because you're not playing like yeah you want to play as the pilot and you want to like feel like that character but that's not why you're here right <laughs> like that's We're not gonna what get into our big fiddly mechs and destroy each other yeah and play fourth edition dungeons and dragons exactly. and like because uh, <laughs> that's what it basically is but like I, I I like that a lot. But like that's not what I I don't want to make that game. Right. That's not the game I want to make. I don't want to make big hardcover books. I want to make little personal mm -hmm. trinkets. Like Gian Shim is making. Like yeah, I know these, these these amazing, thoughtful, like bespoke experiences mm -hmm. that I just that feel like fragile things, right? Which is all any all of this stuff is fragile, and like it should be like when you look at it like a like a work of art mm -hmm. like a piece of like a memory you're creating for yourself mm -hmm. i think instead of treating it like this thing that should give me everything i want i think by reframing these these creations in a way that like someone put a lot of time and effort and care into creating this piece of art for you to enjoy i think you start playing with it differently yeah. and you start seeing different aspects of it you're not going to get Re, uh like a, a warm fuzzy feeling reading the player's handbook for dungeons and dragons you, you like i mean maybe if if you <laughs> if you really like druids but like you, it's just not a warm book right. it's not um but it's not crafted to be it's crafted to be a cold corporate missive mm -hmm. basically that's like sent out for mass appeal and like i can see why a keepsake game or something is not for every, or a lyric game right. or like something like there's so many people making so many cool things that are just like personal to them. Yeah. And I think, and they're not afraid to put that out there. And that's, it's so inspiring that we can like, what is a game? It doesn't matter. There's no answer to that. Uh, it's what you want, what you think it is. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people in the space, like creating so many just, wonderful fragile things that i want to keep and hold and cherish like i have <laughs> so many of these fucking zines i know and like i love all of them mm -hmm. like there's so much cool stuff like uh alt nyc 88 yeah. and like what do we got let's uh there's nova uh just uh, just so much cool stuff uh i i'm i gotta stop buying zines like all the time but just because I, I never because we don't play it <laughs> i don't play them which is why i'm like trying to do this mork board league this summer because right. i've got like 
I got piles of Morkborg zines. Mm-hmm. It's a great system. So much fun. It accomplishes exactly what it wants to do right. without a lot of bells and whistles. And uh, and it's just, it's, it's fun. And they're making such cool stuff for it. Like, There's they're making so stuff much like, stuff out there for you to just find exactly the thing you want to engage with Morkborg. And stuff like Scumberther and yeah. uh, oh my Dungeon God. Gen. Mm-hmm. And like that stuff. Like we played a game. I, I played a game of Morkborg in January that was just, they were just Scumberthing and I was just Dungeon Genning and we were just like making shit up as we mm-hmm. went. And it ruled. Yeah. We just did a funnel like that. And like, that's cool. <laughs> like that's cool. a cool thing. Like it's a good alternative to like, not everybody has five years to sit and run a campaign right like not everybody has the patience for that not everybody has the interest for that so like having these little trinkets these little toys to play with i think that's that's good and i i I, people are often like don't you do you think there's too many role-playing games i'm like absolutely not like that's like saying is are there too many kind like too many different kinds of bagels it's like no Possibly. Give me more, right. more kinds of bagels. Always surprise me with a new bagel, please. Like, no, of course, as long as there's interest and in play, right. there's going to be room for games. And like, do I think there's too many board games? Absolutely. But like, <laughs> but I don't think that creativity has a cap right. in this type of uh, thing. And I think as long as people want to find new plays, new ways to explore ideas then there will always be room for this type of stuff yeah absolutely i think that's a really (laughs) lovely sentiment there uh yeah i can be sentimental i I don't just scream on the internet (laughs) sometimes every once in a while (laughs) well i think i think um i think that's a good send off too for sure. us in terms of yeah i think that works out that feels that feels like a good place for us to to wrap up um logan do you have any places that people can find you if you wish to be found on the internet for all of the i am good company goodness and other stuff i am like terminally addicted to twitter so okay. um i'm l underscore underscore dean the long l um if i have like weird i feel like these my pfp is like me in these glasses um yep. <laughs> if you're <laughs> and i'm just i'm the disgraced head of research at the company rpg uh the company rpg at the company rpg is where i um uh i, I don't know what i'm doing with that um there's also a sparrow one if you're interested uh, oh hell yeah <laughs> um, the sparrows I, I gotta get back there i gotta check on the board they were supposed to elect a new cfo and i haven't heard from them in a couple mm. weeks um megacorp mega-corp.itch.io that's where all the games live um premium analog entertainment since 2019 uh i have been tinkering with a website we'll see if that ever okay. comes to fruition i'm working on a couple of games right now but everything shows up on the itch so like if you are interested in the new stuff just follow there um itch sends you an email when i uh yeah when you make an update stuff. it yeah so like that's the best place to um follow for game stuff if you if you want to hear my unhinged ranting that follow me on twitter um that's it i don't really live anywhere else on the internet um those are some good places to live those are some good places to go find logan um it's a big internet 
it turns out, yeah, it's kind of like the city. It just keeps going. And it's a nightmare. <laughs> it seems cool. It as a it's a prospect that seems interesting. And then you realize it's a nightmare. Uh, oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it's like Kickstarter. <laughs> and it all comes back. Um, folks, thank you all so much for coming uh, and watching and chatting uh, with us today. Or if you're listening later on, I hope you enjoyed uh, all of this. Next week will be our last week of coffee break before I do like a summer hiatus for a bit while I get married and do life stuff. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We will we'll talk about I'll, I'll shout about it on Twitter in terms of what we'll be doing. But otherwise, all the links to everything that Logan just mentioned are in the description for wherever it is you are watching or listening to this. So go check them out and we will see you all next week. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye.